Yeah, but they came up with the name because they saw like Arthur playing on the TV. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a sister. Her name is uh, DW Adams. DW. Don't ask why. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And if I were in Archie's position, the lodges would throw me the heck out because I would tell the FBI everything. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass milfs and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And if I were in Archie's position, I would probably confess everything because I would think that that FBI agent knows Mulder and Scully. Uh, Oh, that's why. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I would because I'd be like, well, you know, that justice, I, I, I just respect the law a lot. I don't know. To me, it depends on who I'm protecting. Like, Mm. if it was to protect my family, I'd lie through my teeth. Well, I think, like, as soon as I get that contract that he gets for Fred, I'd be like, cool. And I wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't be doing it maliciously or anything. I'd just be like, well, if if it's that big of a deal that the FBI is, is in on it, then it must be a huge deal. And so he must deserve to be taken down. Yeah, and it's also the Lodges kind of low-key asked Archie to choose between his family and their family. Yeah. And Archie, of course, like, found the third middle ground, which is interesting for Archie. Yeah. But, I mean, the Lodges did ask a lot of him, considering, like, it could have, in Archie's mind, could have gotten Fred in a lot of trouble. Right. And today we don't have Sam. We don't. Tis tis just us once more. She has left me to go back to Washington, D.C., like the fancy lady that she is. Hmm. Today, we have words to say about episode 213 of Riverdale, The Telltale Heart. So, like we said at the end of last episode, The Telltale Heart is an Edgar Allan Poe short poem about a dude who, like, kills a person and then, like, hides them in their basement or something. I I don't remember. (laughs) In this, like, basement. And then he just keeps hearing tapping, thinking that it's the guy's heart. Or whatever. So, like, really, like, chill, nice, sweet, soft Edgar Allan Poe content. Yeah, cute stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've split this episode into two parts. The first part is the Lodges, and the second part is the Coopers. Obviously, we care way more about the Coopers, but let's talk about the Lodges first. I mean, the great thing about this episode is that I was interested in every single plot line. Yay! That That doesn't always happen. No, it does not. All right. So, first of all, we have Adams and Archie, and he's basically saying that... They would have, like, a capo. I'm assuming, like, capo is a mob term. No, it isn't. It's a heckin' musical term. What does it mean in mob ways? Mob. If it was a musical term, shouldn't you have already known it? Like, I play guitar as if. Oh, good point. A capo regime or a capa decina, usually shortened to just a capo, is a rank used in the mafia. More like a a cup of tea. (laughs) <laughs> for a maid member of the crime family who heads a crew of soldiers and has major social status and influence in the organization. All right. So, okay, okay. But, like, immediately watching this, I was just like, it's Andre! I thought about Andre, too, but Andre isn't, like, around Hiram enough. Yeah, especially because Andre was, like, annoying Hiram by letting Archie in over and over again, too. Yeah, like, if anyone's, like, the sort of confidant who knows everything, it's Ronnie. Yeah. And it's funny that he's like, do they have a capo? He says, as the capo. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) 
but he also like kicks some some musical instruments and i love that they hear it like the coopers hear it while they're doing um, mm-hmm. um uh, uh, questionable things and um because people have been bringing up they've been saying as if this guy is sneaking into archie and fred's garage and alice cooper hasn't been watching she's too nosy to not pay attention to this plot line exactly so i'm glad that they brought back the fact that they're next door neighbors hang on just wait until these sirens pass how dare you, crime? Crime waits for no one. Especially not minor podcast networks. How dare you call us minor like we're not adorable? Uh, minor doesn't mean we're not adorable. Minor means that people don't know about how great we are yet. It's true, but they will. Yep. Oh, that- wow, this is just going on for a while, isn't it? Do you want to sing a song about it? I would like you to sing a song about it. Mm, I don't have a song ready. Well, what made you think I would have a song ready? Well, I didn't want you to have a song ready. I just wanted you to improvise one. <sighs> improv is not my strong suit. Yeah, me neither. What? No, you're funny right off the cuff. Yeah, but I, I'm not good at going up. Uh, well, I I probably would be okay at improv, but I never do because I get anxious about it. Um, that so I was never. Out. Yeah, I was never on the improv team or anything. Oh, hello, Koble. No, please step right into. <coughs> okay. No, that was great. Thank you so much for stepping all over me in order to get across. That didn't ruin the podcast at all. Top-notch dude. Okay, I think they've stopped. Sweet. All right, let's continue. Um, we were talking about how they're next-door neighbors, and we are bringing that back. Okay, so yeah. Alice is Petunia Dursley, yes? Uh, yeah, except better. Yeah, not garbagey. Yeah. Um, like, Petunia would not hide a body. Yeah, so... FP comes home and he says that he took Tallboy away. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit with McCoy. I'm going to hand her the heckin' head. And I'm going to be like, sup, Mayor McCoy. And he's like, hold up. Where's the head, though? And it's funny because we were having this conversation last episode. We were just like, Betty and Jughead must not have had anything to do with it. When it turns out Jughead was the one who was just like, let's send it to Veronica. Yeah. So it's like, is Ronnie Jughead's enemy now because she's a lodge? Why haven't they explored this more? My question is, perhaps he had just, like, sent it to the, um, what's, where do they live? What's that called? The Lodge's residence? Oh, yeah, the Pembroke? Yeah, like, the Pembroke. Mm-hmm. And, and perhaps they just sent it to the Pembroke, meaning for it to get to whoever, but since it, uh, it was Ronnie's confirmation, they assumed that it was for her because she was getting gifts? I mean, I guess, but Juggy would know it was her confirmation. Yeah. That's so true. I'm not hundo happy with whatever Juggy's been doing lately. And mm-hmm. so this is just like one more thing where it's like, what do you like? Do you not remember that you have friends? Like, when was the last time you saw Jughead talk to someone who wasn't Betty or Tony? Um, He talks to the big SP sometimes. Yeah. But remember when he was friends with Archie and Ronnie and Kevin and everyone else? Yeah, because I remember in season one, he was like, literally, I have two friends. <laughs> and he doesn't talk to those friends. Yeah, he only, and, and and one of his friends isn't even his friend, really, because when they're not together, they're not friends. Exactly. Yeah. FP calls him boy again, which is great stuff. Keep doing boy. that, please. And I like that new trend. Thanks so much. They're saying, oh, this is a declaration of war. And Veronica goes, I was uh, in the Model UN at at my school, which is weird to me because didn't she, like, take a turn when she came to Riverdale? Like, I thought that that, that wasn't who Ronnie used to be. Um, well, you know, 
she has multitudes or contains multitudes. I think she could be a party girl and be in the model UN and manage both of those pretty flawlessly. Right. Um, She talks about how they should just negotiate. And if everybody plays nice, then everything will be okay. Veronica and Archie are walking to school at the same time Betty and Jughead are, except that's in a separate storyline. And um, she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yes. Uh, By the way, um, Jughead is apparently angry. I mean, wow. Jughead's angry at something? It must be a day ending and why? Weird. So she's like, Jughead, why don't you guys come have a sit at my house? And he's like, or you come have a sit at my house. And she's like, okay, whatever. I like that strategy. Yeah. And so then Adams calls and Archie's like, not now. Not today, Satan. girlfriend. Needy girlfriend. Well, that's what he's doing. He's like, you're not texting me. You're not answering my calls. Like I hate getting calls man. out of the blue. You should say, can I call you? And if they won't answer, then you call them. So what you're saying is stop FaceTiming you out of the blue. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay. Well, I mean, like, whenever I FaceTime you, it's usually like, hey, can I talk to you? Hey, we're, we're gonna, uh, uh, and then, like, ten minutes later, I'm like, mm, let's just see what's happening. Yep. And then she'll answer and she'll say, I'm in the bathtub. And you'll say, oh, thank you. Yeah, she, she was in the tubby wubby last night. Both of us have FaceTimed each other while we're in the bathroom yeah. on multiple occasions. Yep, and then yep. we're just like, can I call you back, please? Archie's basically saying, like, even though Veronica's worried that Hiram is the one who killed Papa Boutine, like, you should just choose to believe your dad. And that's my thing is that you can't just choose to believe stuff. No, you should believe stuff based off of fat. That's not how believing works. You believe you can't it just regardless. Say that you believe some believe in something. You can't just decide you believe in something. I mean, you can though. You can, but it takes time to like actually believe it. The problem with the logic here is like Ronnie's never really believed in her dad in the first place. Right. Yeah, because because we were talking like last season, I think, when Veronica was just like, but what if it's my dad? But what if it was my dad? And even when they were like, No, it wasn't your dad, it was this, she's like, okay. Well, the next thing will be my dad. Exactly. She needs proof that's, that her dad's doing something wrong. And I don't think she'll rest until she's finally had, which I don't really understand because she says, oh, it's my dad doing shady things. And I'm like, but you're in business with your dad now. You know he does shady things. You exactly. know what happened to what's his face his parents. And you can't really do anything. Like all you can do at this point is try and help out with the things from the future. You can't really change anything that's happened in the past. Exactly. And so, you know, the Lodge is being shady and doing these things. I think she thinks that she can change them. Mm -hmm. But I think she also has to understand that, like, her dad went to jail for a reason. Yeah. And I think Ronnie is actually choosing to believe that he won't do these things again. And so she's going in with, like, a blind faith that, like, you know, things are on the up and up now. He's not going to do it again. And then... If she gets a single hint that he ha- he does, then she's going to go right back and start blaming him for stuff. Mm-hmm. The next scene is just that Jughead figures out what's up with McCoy. I love that Juggie's hobby is showing up to Mayor McCoy's like office to bug her. It's funny because FP was like, let's go to Mayor McCoy. And Jughead was like, great idea. Except I you're not invited. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have not already been doing that. Yeah. Adams decides to pay Archie. Which, like, is he allowed to do that? But now I'm thinking, like, why are the lodges giving Archie money? Because he's passed enough of their tests so far. I guess so. But he's like, yeah, it's three weeks salary. 
And he's like, cool, maybe I'll use it to fix the drum that you broke. Yeah, and he's like, have you asked Hiram about Papa Poutine? And he's like, no. Why would I do that? How would I know? And he's like, it's in the newspaper. Here you go. I'm out here at first thinking, oh, dope. So Papa Poutine isn't actually dead. It was just part of the test. Like, I guessed. I guessed that last episode. Shout out to me. If Papa Poutine's dead, can I have his title? Uh, he definitely is dead. And so, yes, because Kevin comes in and is just like, a dude's dead. So he definitely did die. But it feels like now that Archie realizes that it's a test, now that's kind of enough of a distraction so that Archie will forget about the fact that Papa Poutine died and who that who was behind that. And I mean, it's Archie, so yeah, not an unfair um, assumption. Hiram is like, no, I'm really sad about Papa Poutine dying. He you was know, like he had, my bro, bro. Yeah, we were like f- friends. Like we like used to like skip rope and, and uh, we had friendship bracelets and, and play marbles. Like we were friends. He actually invented a nude kind of poutine, and he named it the Hiram. Yeah, that's a, well. Yeah, like like yeah. um like the Ram. Like it was named after me for <gasps> wrestling because we used to we used to wrestle. Oh my god! I'm just re- I'm remembering that he's from Quebec, and so they would not know each other as, as as children. But that's chill. Yeah, but they seem like the kind of guys that maybe went to boarding school together or mm. something. Um, but he's like, yeah, he had a lot of debts and he had a lot of like affairs and stuff and. So Archie's like, okay, well, I mean, I believe you, but Veronica doesn't, so you might want to have a chat. And he's like, okay, thanks. Oops. What? Yeah. I was taking a picture of my cat. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. But w- it was with a Trixie pin, so it was worth it. Yeah. All right, carry on. So then Hiram goes to tell Veronica that everything's chill and, and he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And so... I wrote, how did Adams know if he's not FBI? And now I'm realizing because they told him because he's friends with the Lodges. Yeah, they just fed him all the information he needed to scare the crap out of Archie. What was I thinking? I feel like I was thinking about something else. Hold up. Let me just think for a second. Okay, I I just hold. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Either way. Either way, she says, did you have anything to do with Papa Poutine's death? And he goes, no, I didn't. And I feel like this is a parallel because he's almost certainly lying and then at the end she also lies straight to his face in the same room so adams and archie are in the park with vegas and i was pleased because i've been wondering how vegas is doing where what he's been up to what do you think he does during the day i think he does what regular dogs do maybe he like sits in the sun goes outside sometimes you don't think that he's like salem the cat and like is Um, magical i'm not inclined to think that way no Oh, okay. Well, I am. Thanks. But he also goes on walks with Fred. Yeah, maybe he is Fred's entire plotline that we just don't see, which is like the adventures of Fred in Vegas. Aw. I like that. We're at episode 13, and Fred hasn't done anything besides get shot. If this was a regular season, this would be the season finale. Yep. I would be so pissed if this is the season finale. What? Fred hasn't done anything this season. He hasn't had a plotline. I got shot. Now I'm done. What's what's Matthew or what Matthew Perry? Oh, buddy. What's the guy who plays Fred's name? Luke Perry. Luke Perry. I knew there was a Perry in there. What's that guy up to? Is he busy or something? What you doing, buddy? Oh my gosh, his first. Whoa, his his real name is Coy. C O Y. 
What? His middle name is his middle name is Luther. That's why he goes by Luke. Perry the third. Oh, he fancy. Oh, he fancy. Okay. Okay. Personal life. Um, television. An episode of Community. Filmography. What's he up to? Television. Nothing with Riverdale. He's not doing anything. Give him a plot line. He's not what? busy. Yeah. I'm annoyed. Literally, I think it's just like the writers didn't know what to do with Fred this season. So, yeah. Which sucks because they could have explored the tension between he and Hermione and yeah. like made a really good storyline between Hermione, Hiram, and Fred so beautifully. But I would they have just loved didn't. that. Like, I hate a love triangle, but if it's, like, a love triangle between hashtag team adults, oh my god, I'm gonna watch the hell out of that. I'm so in. I want, like, a Marauders-style heckin' flashback episode. So bad. That would change my life. Okay, so, but Hiram didn't grow up with them, yes? Um, well, he went to Riverdale High because he was the Ram. That's right, he did. Okay, so it it would be Penelope, Hal, F.P., Fred, Hiram, and Hermione. And Alice, and yeah. And Alice, of course. And and Mary. Oh, and Mary, right. And and potentially Sierra and Tom, but I don't know. We haven't Who's, heard much about their teen who's years Frigger, yet. Sierra, so. and Tom. And Cliff. Who the hell are Sierra and Tom? Mayor Ma- Sierra McCoy and Tom Keller. Oh my god, that confused the hell out of me. Because I'm used to calling her Mayor McCoy. Right. I was like, what the hell? Oh my god, I definitely want to see that. Because I would love if when they were, like, all kids, if Mayor McCoy, so, like, Sierra and Hiram and Hermione, like, didn't like each other even then. Right, right. Or they they were best friends. (sighs) I want it so bad. I want to know. I care so much more about this than anything that the kids are doing. Like, you know we're watching the sequel to, like, their series that we haven't watched yet. Like, yes. that's what Riverdale is. I want this entire spinoff series that's just a prequel. Yeah. With all of those characters. Please. I don't want a spinoff me, series you. because, like, I want to watch them as adults. True. Yeah. That's the truth. That's why yeah. they have to make a fan video ass type uh like, thing with all of their stuff. Because... Yeah. What they've done is be really smart because they've cast all of these main actors to play the the, the parents who who were in stuff as teens. So but it's also, so good for fan videos. Dude, how cool would it be if they did flashbacks and the kids all played their parents? Well, I saw that, but I also like want them to have new characters because I'm going to get confused. And also, like, I don't know. I saw a whole thing on Tumblr when someone was like, I hope they don't do that. And I can't remember exactly what they were saying. Let me check. Oh, well, I like that idea, so I hope they do do that. Okay. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. It actually seems like it wasn't in the tag. It might have been. P- oh, found it. Cole and Lily could pull off playing FP and Alice. No. If they do do flashback episode. Oh, this is um, Femme Super Gay on Tumblr. Oh my god. But honestly, if they do flashback episodes of the core four p- playing their parents, I'm going to be pissed. Hire actors who can play the younger versions. I mean, Sabrina Carpenter wouldn't be a bad choice for younger Alice. Or if they wanted Alice's hair brunette like how Matt Machen's was, then they could use Bailey Madison or Rowan Blanchard. I don't want to see the core four playing these iconic parents, mostly Alice and FP because they're my babies, and ruin it. They are good playing their own characters, and then being flashback parents is so freaking rude to me. I feel personally attacked if this happens. Okay, wow. So here's Thoughts? me thinking I had an original idea. Uh, 
Whatever. It's looking like a no on that one. But but I mean, if you think that's a good idea, I want to hear why. Oh, just because I think it would be really cool. Because like, you know how they did that vintage, like, alternate mm. universe? Yeah. So I'm like, I would love if they just kept doing things like that. Right. Plus, they don't have to pay for new actors. Yeah. But, you know, me as actor wants more actors to have more uh, opportunities. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like yeah. that better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Archie tells Adams that Hiram says that he's not a bad guy, and Archie believes him, and he's like, yeah, I think it was Lenny Kowalski, because he owed him, like, $86,000, and, like, never did Hiram say that. He's literally just making that up. Yep. Um, then Hiram comes to, Hiram and Veronica come to the trailer park. FP gives him a beer, because I guess he's just like, guess that's a thing you should do. Yeah, what's up with that? Just trying to be polite. Hiram never drinks it. Oh, well. And uh, Hiram says he wants to settle any back rent. And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah. And he's like, but also, could you not write an article about it? And Jughead's like, mm, hard pass. And FP's like, yeah, hard pass. So, um, but now, like, no one's getting their back rent paid. So, I mean, the interesting th- for, thing for me is, like, with the lodges, Nothing comes without strings. Yeah. So even like the money to Archie's dad. Yeah. Had strings attached to it. They don't know how to do. I mean, I think Hiram and Hermione don't know how to do anything out of the goodness of their own hearts. It's always quid pro quo. She's smart. She's she's got some brains, but not a lot of them. <laughs> when Veronica gets home, uh, Mayor McCoy is arguing with her parents and what she wants is she wants them to wait af- till after the election, after she's reelected, to out her as, like, being bribed and such. Um, they're like, well, we'll have to tell about her affair. And it's Operation Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And so Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, first of all, is a long-ass operation name. Might want to rethink that one. Yeah, at least come up with the anagram. Guess, who, and- guess What's Coming to Dinner was an absolutely dope Battlestar Galactic episode. Oh, okay, okay. Nah. Um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is a 1967 American comedy drama film. And it was about... It was one... The film was one of the few films of the time to depict an interracial marriage in a positive light. As interracial marriages historically had been illegal in most states of the United States and was still illegal. Mostly blah. Okay, this is just facts. Either way, it's about a interracial couple, which is what McCoy and... Keller are. So that's yeah. why they called it that. Okay. When Archie gets home, Adams is in their house with Fred and he's like, oh, a fedora, a douchebag must be here. Found him. <laughs> Who wears a friggin' fedora? Like, he's please. Like, you know how I'm going to give myself credibility like as an actor? I'm going to wear a fedora. fedora. <laughs> like, they hired an absolute moron to do this job. We knew he was an FBI. Yeah. We he knew just, this whole time. There was way too much weird stuff going on that FBI agents are clearly not allowed to do. Like, Mulder and Scully couldn't even get away with that much stuff. Yeah. And uh, so Archie comes in and he's like, Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Agent Adams. A.K.A. <laughs> the name with, like, the least creativity. Someone was just like, um, yeah, Arthur Adams, sure. One Let's step away from John Smith. Uh, they're like... He's like, okay, okay, so uh, what's my motivation? Like, who's my character? And they're like, uh, his name's Adams. Ooh, Adams? Like, what Adams? Like, what's his first name? How about, like, I don't know, Arthur? Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, but they came up with the name because they saw, like, Arthur playing on the TV. Mm. (laughs) You have a sister. Her name is uh, D.W. Adams. Don't ask why. (laughs) (laughs) What's the D.W. stand for? Uh, No one really knows. Yeah, no one one really knows. Man, now I gotta know. It's Dora Winifred. Thank you so much. I can't remember anything in life. I can't even remember character names on this, but I can tell you what DW's name stands for. Dora Winifred. Who are you? She contains multitudes. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's either impressive or it's sad. And maybe it's a combo of both. Could be. So Fred is upset because there's something about undocumented labor and they want like all his files from. I know. I'm like, huh? How the if you're in the United States, it's not really Canada's business. What? No, that's right? a, that, that that's big Canada's business. Why? Wait, the United States literally their entire obsession is undocumented illegal workers. Yeah. So why when he says from can? Oh, I see. They're undocumented labor from Canada. I thought he was saying that um, that Arthur Adams was from Canada, and I was like, why is it up to you, bud? The FBI doesn't exist in Canada. It's called CSIS. We don't okay, have an so, FBI. So he's saying that his undocumented workers are coming from, from Canada? Canada? Yeah. Since when? When have, have they brought this up before? No. That's why I was like, what? Is that a thing? I'm sure it's a thing that happens, but like... Yeah, but like... Girl, at this, at this point in our history, everyone's... It's going the opposite way. They're trying to come up into Canada. Like, I'm sitting here thinking that... We would know them. Like, this is why we know nothing about Fred. It's because he's like, oh, man, yeah, all my Canadians coming down here to work for me. Oh, man. And Archie's like, oh, yeah, them Canadians, right? And, like, we're like, what, what Canadians? I mean, I guess they were undocumented workers. That the, the thing that surprised me the most is that at some point, Fred must have disclosed that to Hermione. Mm. And they chose to use that to exploit Fred in wow, order yeah. to get to Archie. Mm-hmm. Like her, Hermione has no shred of humanity left for Fred. Right. That's the truth. But so Archie goes and yells at Adams and he's like, what about my contract? And he's like, you lied about the $86,000 and, and now he's compromised. Please bug Hiram's office. Did you think that, that when Archie went to Hiram's office that he went there to bug him? Yep. I, so did I. I was convinced the, the entire house, time. Like, of course, like, you know, at this point, we don't know that that Adams is not FBI. I'm just like, dude, like, you are choosing good and bad right now. And you're my, going to bad. And, like, my thing is, like, Archie would be really bad at bugging something. He would pick, like, the most obvious object to try and bug. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, I'll put it in this lamp. And it's like, you turn the lamp on and you can see it on the shade. Like, yeah, yeah. That That's kind of just Archie in a nutshell. Um, Veronica goes and warns Mayor McCoy about how her affair is going to be taken down and everything uh or uh, what's the word exploited um blackmailed uh yeah blackmail and um just like revealed to the whole town Uh, are you trying to say exposed exposed oh my god exposed okay guys we got synonyms (laughs) everywhere you get a synonym and you get a synonym and you get a synonym synonyms for i heard you say cinnamon i heard you I didn't say cinnamon. I heard you say cinnamon. Uh, but except I didn't say cinnamon because I can't, my mom can't say the word cinnamon. So I actually have to concentrate really hard because otherwise I say cinnamon. Oh, okay. We'll roll back the tape. We'll see who's right. 
It's gonna be May. It's probably you. And you get a synonym in. And you get a synonym in. And you get a synonym in. Um, but she's basically like, yeah, step down. And she's like, okay, sounds good. So McCoy and Josie are like doing a, a little video thing. And she's like, hi, I'm stepping down. Okay, Brittany, this is the thing that I'm really interested in. Who's gonna be the new mayor? Yo, I didn't even think about that until right now. Like new character or I, I'm thinking no. new character or, or who do you think will be then? I wouldn't be surprised if the Lodges decided to run for mayor. Oh my gosh. If Hiram um, Lodge is mayor, everything will go to garbage. That unless, man is too busy. Unless Andre. Fred finds out everything that's going on and Fred decides he's going to fix the town. Oh my God. Alice for Aww. mayor. <gasps> I just want them all to be mayor. Yeah. I really want all of them to be mayor. But like the thing that's sad is like if Josie's mom, see, I can't remember her name, Sierra. Yeah. If Sierra isn't the mayor, then like what plot line is she going to have going forward? Like, is well, this the end of seeing focus, her? She said that she's going to focus on her legal career. So she was a lawyer. And I saw an article where someone was just like, ooh, it's exciting to see a lawyer in Riverdale. We've never seen any lawyers in Riverdale. And I'm like, what is what is Penny? I mean, okay. I think they mean a lawyer who, you know, is doesn't also traffic drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just, um, I, I worry because they do so little with Mayor McCoy in the first place. Right. You know? I mean, hopefully we still see her with Tom Keller. Though, having said that, I feel like they do more with Mayor McCoy than they do with Josie, and that's confusing. Wow, that is the truth. Yeah. That is absolutely the truth, yes. And um, I'm not going to complain about it, because women over 40 should always have really good, meaty roles, but yeah. it is confusing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, hey, Veronica, was this you? And and I this is, I don't always notice Veronica's glasses, but she does wear glasses when she's reading. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting to me. She's a smart, um, calculated woman. And it's nice that they haven't forgotten that she wears glasses. Like, I like to think that that uh, Camila, every time she's reading something, she's like, ah, she wears glasses. Where are my glasses? I think it's cute. Like, like that's the sort of thing that you really need to pay attention to when you're yeah. an actor because not everyone will remember. And you think, oh, I'm reading. Usually when I'm reading, I have glasses on. Mm-hmm. Even if she doesn't necessarily need them. But either way, she says, no, no, it wasn't me, which we know for sure is a lie. And so since it is supposed to be a parallel, I'm assuming we can also assume that Hiram was also lying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what doesn't Hiram lie about? Yeah, true. So Archie goes to talk to Hiram and is saying, yeah, my dad and his files, he's sad and and everything. And I, I like this moment where Hiram goes, your dad will be fine. And it's not because... Hiram's gonna fix it it's because nobody's looking at his files yeah it's not a real threat except that do you think that they would have tried and gone through with like exposing Fred if Archie had made the wrong choice Oof. in order to get complete control of Andrew's construction you know I like to think no but at this point I'm thinking potentially yes yep and I also have a theory now that maybe Hermione was the one who is just like, oh, we have some workers for you. They're from Canada. Since Papa Poutine's from Montreal and like, you know, Hiram has all these like people in Montreal. Maybe they were like, here's your guys, but uh, can you just pay him under the table? No, he's because like, Fred sure. said that it bit, they asked for his records for the last seven years, which means that he's been doing this for at least seven years. No, they're, they're asking for his files from the last seven years because that's as far as they're allowed to go back. Like, in I the know. Government. But if he's worried about it being seven years, then it means he's been doing it for longer than... I assumed that he was worried about it being the last seven years because he's like, I don't keep great files. Oh, that could be true. 
And now I have to go back and find everything from the past seven years. That's also a hot tip for anyone who is uh, coming into adulthood and doesn't understand what they're supposed to keep. Keep everything that has your name on it and any kind of receipt for seven years. Mm -hmm. Except unless it's shop receipts. Don't keep those. But, you know, like government (laughs) mail, tax returns, things like that. Seven years. I'm like, oh, no, I just bought tampons from Walmart and I didn't keep my receipt. Oh, my God. I am trying to impart adulting advice to the masses and you are talking about tampons listen i have no shame welcome and i want everyone to know here's my ted talk for the for the podcast Uh all women's sanitary project product product i'm i'm flubbing my ted talk do it again do it again all women's sanitary products should be free in your taxes Thank you. I love that idea. Like I get my, I get like my tax return and I get tampons. Yeah. Or like you go to Walmart and you're like, I'm a lady. And they're like, oh, here you go. <laughs> or like, you know how like um, on college campuses, they just give out condoms. Yeah. They should also be giving out tampons. No, you should just be free at Walmart or something. Like in the bathroom, you go into any public bathroom and you're like, yoink. 100% yeah, but- I have gone to a hotel and been like, oh, free tampons. Whoops. Okay, but how are they going to manufacture them if they're free? Taxes. You right. You right. Um, If men can get Viagra under a health plan, I should be able to get friggin' tampons. That's the truth. But either way, he tells Hiram about the bug, tells Hiram about Adams, and he uses the phrase smashed it with a hammer, which just reminds me of Emperor's New Groove. (laughs) God damn it. I knew you were going to go there. Smash it with a hammer. Please insert that sound clip. I have that torrent. I will. Yes. I'll turn him into a flea, a harmless little flea, and then I'll put that flea in a box, and then I'll put that box inside of another box, and then I'll nail that box to myself, and when it arrives, ah, <laughs> I'll smash it with a hammer! It's brilliant, 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 I tell you, genius, I say! And he's like, yeah, he's really dangerous, his name is Anamsum, and blah, 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 and he's like, did you, are you, like, are you going to kill him? And he's like, no, I'm not going to kill him. Why would I kill my paid f- actor friend? Yeah. <laughs> I was doing one of my friends a favor. I, his son needed a job. And Hiram says that he believes him. Andre shows up at the door and he's like, let's go because the boss wants to talk to you. And so they pass where the lodges live and Archie's like, oh, 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 oopsie daisy, bud. You seem to have made a wrong turn. And he's like, no, sir. We're going somewhere more private. And it turns out that the boss is Hermione. Hermione. So what did you think of this? I was very pleased. I was like, yes, thank you. Even better than I thought it would be. Thank you so much. And I like that Hermione actually has a plot line besides being the boss man's wife. Yeah, and besides being like, I have a bad marriage. Womp. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so you decided to give Hermione something to do. It's been 13 episodes, but that's fine. I was really worried about them on that cliff. I was like, please don't push the man. He's the main character. (laughs) Um, but basically what she's saying is she's like, listen, snitches get stitches, but no stitches for you today. Congratulations. You are the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. Congratulations. She's like, guess what? Arthur Adams is fake. He's just a guy that we know. Which is funny because we also kind of guessed that they like knew each other. Yep. And they're like, congrats, you didn't crack. It was a test. You passed. Welcome to the family. And I think this is great, except literally last episode, Veronica was like, can we not bring Archie into the family? I feel like he doesn't need to be. And Hiram was like, yeah, that's chill. And yet here they're all just like, anyway, congrats. I guess everything went great. I see you tweeting and not paying attention to the <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> I was I was literally paying so much attention to you. And then I saw Claire tweet about giving something up for Lent. And I was like, remember that time she gave up social media? That was horrible. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. Let's talk about the Coopers. Oh my God. Finally. Yeah. Um, like, so we had 40 minutes of content to say about the lodges and I'm like, oh, but I was really waiting for the Coopers. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, like the, the dude, he, he tried to hurt us. And she's like, well, we should call the police. Me can relate um and she's like no no no, they'll take chick away from me and i'm like sitting here being like let them take him he's, he's evil so creepy and she's like well you did it in self-defense so it would be okay right right like you did it in self-defense and she's like oh, well, you sure okay but we didn't really get it like a like alice says yes it was in self-defense but we still don't know why any of it happened no i yeah i still need answers for that one for sure yeah I would like to know exactly, like, we know why he came to the door, but we still don't know why he was killed. Like, just because he like, came to the door doesn't mean... Alice said that he was trying to hurt them, but why? Like, Why was he trying to hurt them? It doesn't make sense that he was trying to hurt them, especially, like, because Chick, like, we know from his phone that mm. Chick had asked him... At least Chick's phone had asked him to come. But Chick specifically said, like, one or two episodes ago, never tell them where you live. Anyone. Like, even like even though he's not one of his clients, like, he's still a not-so-great person, like, doing illegal things. So, well, he clearly I just don't know how that happened. Um, he clearly isn't planning on staying long-term with the Coopers. And I think he wouldn't mind if, like, bad people had their address because I don't think he is 100% on the up and up with them. Yeah. Um, we have to take a quick break here because um, we're from Canada and Virtue and Moyer are about to skate and we support Thank and you, ship you. them. And so we need to, we're going to go watch and make sure they get, they grab the gold here. So uh, if they yeah. don't, I'm going to scream. They will. It'll be fine. Okay. BRB fam. All right. Hello? Hey. We won. I know. I just saw it. Yay. So Hal calls. And Betty's like, yikes. And she's like, act normal, act be like, just say hi. <laughs> it's so funny that she's like, hey, dad, what's up? Like, she's like trying to it's be normal, good. but she's like, everything's fine. I'm terrified right now. Is my and she's like, high? It feels high. He's coming over here. He needs toiletries. So, so let like Betty, like Betty wants to help. And I'm like, Betty, you crazy. First of all, you were dumb multiple times in this episode. Yeah. Um, and so they need like bleach and and chick who is a freeloader and is just sitting being like I'm a frightened person. It's weird to me that chick is like I'm normal until he's like has to do something or or d has to do any work and then he's just like I'm having an emotional overload. I think tricks trick. Hmm. Hmm. I think chick's been through some like intense emotional trauma. Yeah. And physical trauma, but I was wondering the entire time like why he wasn't helping. And I think part of it might be trauma, but part of it might that his hands are completely clean from any kind of guilt. Yeah, like I'm I'm in the middle of, of thinking whether or not it's like Chick is having trauma, like he's genuinely having an anxiety attack, having some issues. And like mm -hmm. halfway in between being like, Chick's evil. Chick doesn't want to help. Chick is using the fact that they think that he has trauma as a way to get out of doing things. And like the thing that kind of... And that's not chill. No, it's not chill. But the thing that I kind of get is that, you know, Chick was basically abandoned. Yeah. For most of his life. Mm -hmm. So 
him getting revenge in this manner, whilst not something I condone, is a motive that I understand. Right. Um, so Hal shows up and, you know, everything's clean and everything. Chick is upstairs. Um, and I assume he's upstairs because they're, they're just like, you can't act, bud. Go upstairs. We have to pretend like everything's okay. And yeah. um, then they're like, yeah, we spilled some soup. We just didn't want it to, to stain and stuff. And he's like, hmm, I'm still suspicious. And <laughs> Betty's like. The problem like, with lying is like they gave away way too much information. Yeah. And so she's like, do you want me to get it for you, bud? You're like, like uh, can I help hmm. you? Yeah. Let me help you here. Jughead calls and he's like, hi, um, I love you and stuff. And she's like, um, yeah, uh, uh, sure. Bye. Bye. And like. So I'm guessing you loved that a little bit. I, I, I thought it was a little bit funny, but also like, I feel really bad for Jughead just because like I have anxiety and like, if that were to happen to me, I'd be mm-hmm. like, <sighs> and then like, he's stuck all night thinking that he did something wrong and something terrible has happened. Especially when something, you know, as big happens as that moment. And then the person that you've like basically lost your virginity to kind of like cuts you out. It's like, oh, so I'm going to be insecure about this for the rest of my life. Genuinely, as an ace person, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine ever having sex with more than one person. Just because like, I feel like... And not for religious reasons at all. It's mostly just because, like, I don't know how I would be able to look that person in the eye afterward. And, like, I, you know, lots of people do that. I think that, do do honestly, that, I think like, that's really okay. I, I validate the, of course, the ace thing, but I honestly think that's also, you know, a human trait. Yeah. And, like, you know, lots of people do do that. And, like, I, I'm obviously not, like, shaming anybody else no, for doing that. No, no, it's just, no, like, no. personally, that would really mess me up. And, like, especially you. You would have to have some serious trust. And and I feel like I probably do have some trust issues, especially over that, because, you know, if you were to break up, now they have that that part of you, that like little secret part of you that they could tell people about if they want to. Mm-hmm. Like you that that's one of the reasons why it's like it's gotta be only one person, at least for me. Because but that's you know, also like a societal yeah. I mean, it depends on what age you are. Because if mm-hmm. you're a teenager, the show doesn't portray teenage sexual lives in a way that is in any way responsible. Right. So, you know, the fact that Juggy has this secret, I think it's less about the fact that, you know, they've gone through with this thing and more about the fact that Riverdale forgot to say, hey, they weren't safe about this. They didn't follow any kind of proper, like, emotional procedures or anything right. like that. They didn't even talk about it beforehand. They didn't talk about it after. Yeah, they don't But really in talk terms about- of society, it's so deeply f***ed up to me that sex is used as a bargaining tool, especially against women. And they don't really talk about safe sex at all. Like, everyone's no. having sex on this show, but, like, they never talk about safe sex. And, like, it's... Jughead does not, if I'm like believing in Ace Jughead, Jughead is not the type of person to carry around condoms. So that's got to be a a Betty thing. Or like, is he like, let me just rummage through my dad's drawers and find one, you know? Well, he needs someone for when he's with Alice, obviously. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, this show has not chosen to, you know, and I mean, not every show has to be a platform, but considering the market that Riverdale is, is, you know, aimed at, which is, you know, teenagers. Yeah. I don't think it would hurt on top of all of the other things that this show is attempting to accomplish, you know, whether successfully or not, which is things about, you know, classism and 
ingrained racism and things like that, sexism, you know, feminism, it it could take five seconds to be like, hey, by the way, all of these kids who I frankly don't want to see having sex because they're like 16 at most. Yeah. At at least they're having safe sex, but they're not even doing that. Like Jughead's the youngest of them, potentially, because he's the only only one who we've seen had a birthday. Oh, that's right. Um, Potentially, Betty could be younger than him and we just haven't seen her birthday yet. But that means like, yikes. Because he was, he turned, I think, 16 uh, in season one. And so if she's 15, I don't feel great. I don't think she's 15. So he's got to be the youngest one of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, now they're going to dump this dude's body. Also, I looked on his IMDb and this dude was on a couple episodes of The 100. Who was he? He was like one of the ambassadors. One of Lex's ambassadors? I guess so. Yeah, I think that's what it said. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we're gonna have to go back and look for him. But um, okay. uh, basically, they're like, yeah, no one will look over him, whatever. And she's like, well, he still has a family. And they're like, well, who do- who doesn't carry around a wallet? I think that might be a hint. Where is his yeah. wallet? Is someone See, gonna is- find his wallet and realize he's missing? Like, where is his wallet? Was it in his car? In which case, that's fine. But like... Sup with the the fact that he didn't have a wallet. That's weird. And it's weird to me that they, like, said that actual line if that's not going to be important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, my brain automatically, like, went looking for excuses. And I was like, oh, well, maybe he only deals with paying things on his phone. But, yeah, I mean, when you're a drug dealer, you're probably taking cash, too. Not all of them have square. Especially if, <laughs> if he's, if he's... Then mow me that. <laughs> if he's driving, he should have his driver's license. Yeah. Maybe he left it in his car. And that that would be the easiest, like, um, that would make the most sense. Well, the car has to come back to bite them in the ass later. Yeah, it definitely will. And also, I'm like, if this is the perfect place to dump cars, (laughs) the reason why it's not sinking is because there's five other cars in there already. Like, how many cars has, have the serpents put in there? Yeah. But yeah, they go to this, like, pipe place that's been shut down for um like years and years and alice says that it was her special place as a girl and i'm like first of all would love to know more about that second of all ew why is your special place a series of pipes why pick a different special place bro yeah but i think that's cool though because it could be that alice was like a pretty adventurous kid and she just wanted to climb everywhere and see everything yeah and they wrapped him in their actual family rug idiots I'm like, listen, they're, like, so worried about this sort of thing, and they're, like, where is this rug? Like, did FP, it didn't look like FP also burned that. Like, where is the rug? Because that rug has his DNA all over it, has their family's DNA all over it. Mm -hmm. Like, how often do you vacuum your rug, you know? And, like, even if it's vacuumed religiously, like, there's going to be, you know, fibers in there. There's going to be, you know, even a single piece of hair, that could have fallen out of their could incriminate you know, them. ponytails. Yeah, like yeah. that carpet is just full of evidence. I mean, yeah. if I were them, it, it's like of two things. It's either you burn it, and when someone asks where the family rug is, you go, you know, we damaged it beyond repair, which kind of would cause suspicion, or you clean it and hope that they never find any evidence on it. Right. Which they will. I mean, they could just get a new rug and say, yeah, our, 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 our old rug was kind of ugly, so now we got a new rug. Yeah, but it's just like, when you think about that chain of events, not inviting any questions is better than anything else. Yeah, that's true. Hal and Penelope are together, and she calls him Harold, and it's weird that his name is actually Harold because 
that was my grandpa's name. And so I'm like, Ugh. Harold was the name of Michael Emerson's character on Person of Interest. So I have an affection for that name and Hal doesn't deserve it. Yep. 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 Totally. Thanks. And so once again, he's like, yeah, Chick was upstairs. He wasn't even there. So it's interesting that they were talking about Chick. He was like upstairs entertaining. Yeah. Which is annoying because they're like, oh, Penelope is a positive outlook on the sex industry and then as soon as they're like oh here's another person in the sex industry penelope's like ew well probably because he's a teenager yeah no he's not he's an adult how old is he well we know that alice like gave him up when she was like 16 to 18 oh yeah but at the same time this isn't someone who willingly went into sex work that's true that's true Once they get home, they need to clean everything. And so they're cleaning everything. And Betty goes, Mom, did he touch these apples? And she says, no. But she cleans the apples anyway with a dirty bleach rag. And I'm like, just throw away your apples. Or eat them. Don't, like, don't eat that. poison somebody. What what do you think the significance of that moment was? Was it, like, Betty being, like, really, like, like, certain about stuff? Or what do you think? I think she was, I mean, to me, that moment, Red is, like, totally normal. Because she's so terrified and she's so paranoid and Betty is someone who is wound so tight that it's just sort of like, it has to be clean. It has to be clean. It's almost like um, an OCD tick, but it, obviously it's not OCD, but it's sort right. of the only thing I can think of right now. It's something that like, ask it was obsessive. I think, I think just she was going to do it anyway, but. Okay. So she goes to sleep and she wakes up. So in the exact same place, so that means she was very tired. They've made, like, a nice breakfast and everything with her chocolate chip pancakes. And she's like, I don't like chocolate chip pancakes. And I'm like, who, who are you? Who doesn't like chocolate chip pancakes? Excuse you very much. Who, who on this gosh dang earth doesn't like chocolate chip pancakes? They're like, um, yeah, let's make chocolate chip pancakes, but Betty needs to drop a bowl, so I guess she'll have cereal. You're like, oh, okay. But, of course, you know, obviously she's super jumpy, so there's a knock at the door and she drops the bowl and it shatters. And Alice is just like, get it together! I mean, she could have just dropped the plate. Yeah, that's true. And Thanks. But who's at the door? It's Jughead. And he's like, hi, you, I've been literally thinking about you for a billion hours. I need you to tell me what's up. Relatable. Very. Your mom just tweeted me uh, Virtue and Moyer uh, fan art. Oh, great. From, this, from the CBC. We support them. What else do we have here? Oh, so they're walking and it's raining a little bit. And, you know, Archie's like out and it's like autumn and I'm like, what time of year is it in Riverdale? The weather makes no sense ever here. Um, don't worry about it. It was really foggy in Vancouver. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, upset. you saw it. Yeah. Jughead is upset. And he's like, oh, I just thought it went bad and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. We just, um, bad things happened. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Neato burrito. Stop touching Jughead's face. Okay. Stop. Okay. It's very annoying to me, okay. especially. Okay. Stop touching his face. She always touches his face. Stop it. If somebody touched my face, I'd be like, do not touch my face, okay? You don't, you I, don't know me like that. I moisturize. <laughs> I moisturize. I need don't, you to not you, touch my face. If you mess up my foundation, I'll kill you. And like, just don't touch my face. Like, ew, where have your hands been? Like, get that away from my mouth. <laughs> Don't touch my face. Don't touch okay. his face. Ugh. Guys, don't touch Robin's face. Please don't touch my face. If you touch my face and I don't know you, I'm going to be really weirded out. And if you touch my face and I do know you, I'll be weir- really weirded out. Don't touch my face. Thanks. Can I touch your face if I'm reenacting that vine of the kid stroking underneath the reporter's chin as he drives by on a trolley? <sighs> um, no. Damn it. Do not touch my face. All right. Well, 
There goes that joke. Unless you want to slap me in the face because I did something stupid. Go ahead. Oh, I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah, cool. no, I'll slap you. Um, so Kevin shows up and he's like, oh my god, there's been another dead body. It's been nuts. And Betty's like, oh snap. Okay, well, where 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 did they find it? And he's like, it was in a hotel room. It's literally Papa Poutine. Isn't that funny? His name was Papa Poutine. Um, since when is Kevin this into, like, divulging murder stuff? Why, it, does his dad just text him and he's just like, yo, found a gnarly dead body. Here's some pics. <laughs> Because he's like, oh my god, there were braids everywhere. I'm like, why were you on, the- why were you at the crime scene, sir? <laughs> His dad Snapchats him that good brain ch- <laughs> Yeah. And so Jughead's like, oh, it must be the Black Hood again or whatever. And I'm like, so nobody thinks that the Black Hood was the real guy. Why aren't we talking about that then? Yeah. It, is there like an understood town thing that the Black Hood is either gone or is the wrong guy? Like who, What? They need to bring that in more because, I want, first of all, I want to know who the real Black Hood is because obviously it wasn't Svensson. But no. also, why isn't anybody else talking about that? Like, like last episode when Jughead brought up the fact that the Black Hood was the wrong guy and Sheriff Keller was like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, and so Betty goes to the bathroom and throws up. Cheryl wants to help her, but she doesn't want help. This I, was a nice, this on, was a nice hang scene. Hang on. <sighs> I was yawning. I love yep. this episode, Cheryl, because as we know, Cheryl's um, personality changes every episode. Yep. This episode, I love kind and compassionate Cheryl. Mm-hmm. She's she's a ride or die, and I really appreciate her. Who knows what she'll be next week? <laughs> we, you mean next month? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who knows what she'll be when the show eventually comes back? Thanks a lot, Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Us talking about the Olympics, then being like, oh, we hate the Olympics. Well, it's important when it's Canadian Olympics. Hello. Team Canada. Hashtag Team Canada. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So Betty is an idiot and goes back to the scene. <sighs> What's like, like the the first rule of murder? Do not do that. Like, I'm, I understand yeah. why why she did that because, you know, she said, I just wanted to make sure that they did, couldn't see it from the trail. And so that's what you do is you walk up on the trail. You say, mm, no, can't see anything. Turn around. But also, yeah. thank goodness she did, though, because, like, his phone was going off. And, like, how much was his phone going off? How many pe- How many joggers heard his phone going off before she got there, you know? Yep. And just chose not to do anything about it. And like how many people like how many people had his GPS thing? Like what if yeah. he had find my friend turned on? What if he had Snapchat and the geo filter stuff was on? Or <laughs> just let me just check the emoji. snap map to see where my drug dealer is. Okay, but like literally. Yeah. Millennials do that stuff. We're all idiots. Absolutely. And so she gets the dude's phone and he has a, a he's getting a call from Con Dog, which is my band name. My new band name, Con Dog. Buy it on okay. iTunes. All right. Um, he has 47 missed calls. Yikes. People need their drugs. I guess so. And when she gets home, Alice and Chick are playing an old-ass Clue game that you can't even play with two people. Well, with Chick's many personalities, <laughs> there's true. at least four people at that table. Alice is like, well, if I play with my north side and my south side person, we'll be able to... There you go. ...to get her done. Like a mother, like son. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she locks the door in her room and she goes through the names. So I wrote down the entire list of names and I went and looked on the list of Archie Comics characters. And only two of the names actually meant anything on on the list. Uh, the first one was Gigi. Um, she's just kind of a passing random character, though. So uh, I don't think that they did that on purpose. And then the next name was Jason. And so... Awesome. 
obviously Jason Blossom is the Jason that we know from the comics and from the show, but uh, it was like the second most recent text. So I'm almost certain it wasn't Jason Blossom. It was just a person named Jason. Oh, yeah. Cool story, bro. But yeah, there's a whole list of, of names that don't actually mean anything. So cool. So Betty's saying that he wasn't a customer of Chick's. He was a drug dealer. Chick is a liar. And ha- there was a text from Chick like that night on there. And so Chick starts to cry. And like, oh my gosh, if this was me, if I was Betty, I'd be like, I'd do the exact same thing. I'd be like, yep. are you kidding me right now? You're I- clearly trying to get out of something and you know that you're going to be able to. This is why Chick scares the crap out of me. Because yeah. like that kind of stuff probably works on other people. Alice is on his side, and there's no way she's going to not be on his side. Yeah, she just got him back. She doesn't want to alienate him. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. You never she know what he's She just killed next. a man for him. Yeah, not chill. But yeah, no. if, I was, like, if I was in Betty's like position, I'd be like, bro, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, that's such a... It's kind of cute, though, because you're like, oh, they're siblings. Like, that's kind of a sibling thing to do. Oh, it totally is. You got to yeah. call them out when they're being fake as hell. Yeah. Yeah, but then Chick, like, has this really sinister look on his face. You know he was like faking and he's very scary he's that that sort of unsettling smile Mm -hmm. what do you think that was about i don't know and like even him like cutting out hal's picture at the end like what's your motive like he clearly was like specifically trying to get rid of hal and like if chick is fp's son i don't think chick knows no i don't think chick i think chick would think that his that his dad is actually Hal if if he even if he is FP's son. And so what does he have against his dad? Like does he have problem with male figures? Like that's something that people might have. So I don't know. I mean considering that he, the guy that he was with earlier, I don't know if it was his pimp or just his landlord Marcel. or whatever the hell that guy was. Marcel. He's probably suffered abuse at the hands of men for a lot of his life. Yeah. But you know, he also was with the sisters. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And that was like a whole bunch of women who were not very nice to him. So yeah, we're just if sure. I were if I were chick, I'd be like, okay, I'm replacing Polly. Yeah, exactly. And I would be cutting Polly out of the picture. But he seems fine with Polly, probably because she's not present. So she's not a threat to him. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Don't know. You know, because she joined a weird hippie cult. Yep. So Cheryl is doing archery because she is Merida. And um, Hal is coming out of her house. And she goes back in and she's like, but he was sick today. And it's probably because her family is falling apart. Like Hal has a family. And Penelope's just like, it's real with Hal. And I'm like, Ugh. Like, really? Because you two are awful and you deserve each other. Yeah, I mean, sure. I guess have fun. But I hope you all both leave the show because you're ruining team adults. Yeah. Cheryl's like, ew, like, who cares? Like, she has, like, he has a wife. And she's like, ew, Alice, who cares? Blech. Alice sucks. So what the hell happened between Alice and Penelope? And what the heck happened between Hal and Penelope? Yeah, I mean, I'm more understanding like that came out of nowhere, but. Yeah. I'm not interested in that so much as I'm interested in why those two hate each other so much. Yeah, because you love MILFs. Yeah, I'm just really more interested in female relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to be called out in this manner. (laughs) I was like going to find some way to justify it. And you were like, yeah, but you just like MILFs. And it's like, you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just, I don't need it exposed in such a manner. Betty goes to Pops and she's calling all of the numbers and they keep hanging up on her. But somebody calls her back and calls her like the girl that the guy had been cheating on her with or whatever. And I don't know. Right. Like I want, I kind of want to know more about this dude. But what's really interesting is that the girl on the phone uses the phrase, he's dead to me. And Betty, <laughs> Betty could be like, good news, lol, hang up. He's a little bit more than that, fam. He's dead to me too. Stop. 
Jughead's at home. He's eating Chinese food, and Betty calls, and he goes goes over to her house on his motorcycle, and she tells him the secret. So interesting that earlier in the season, Betty was always reaching out to Archie. Right. Now she's gone back to Jughead again. Well, I mean, she kind of owes it to him after they, like, they, like, officially got back together. I think if they had done that and she still kept talking to Archie, Jughead would probably be a little bit more um, sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Also, Archie has his own (laughs) storyline to deal with. Yeah, I was just going to say, basically Archie has his own storyline. Yeah. But yeah, Jughead's like, yeah, we should probably call the police. And there's... The dude's car was parked out there this whole heckin' time. And then, like, security comes by and it's just like, um, get rid of the car. And Jughead's, yeah, like, yeah, that's my car. Oops. I'm sorry, like, what normal it. neighborhood do you know that has a security that drives around in that little car thing? That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my I damn mean, life. I mean, that's the heckin' north side, I guess. But I remember in the party episode when, like, FP came out and FP and Alice, like, talked for the first time in the series. And Alice was just like, I'm part of the neighborhood watch. But Neighborhood Watch is very different from having, like, a milkman truck with a parking security that's in it. That's true. That's true. That, um, was on- that honestly made me laugh so much. I was like, rich people are dumb. <laughs> but, like, Jughead's like, yeah, it was my car. Yeah, I couldn't find my keys. And she's like, well, move it in five minutes. And I'm like, what part of I can't find my find keys? Key? Yeah. But either way, then they hotwire the car. And I'm like, can't don't you have to hotwire the car inside of the car? But then I remember that Betty can also break into cars. So it's probably not a problem for them. I love that that's Betty's skill and not his. Yeah. That was always a Betty thing in the comics, too. I know. Not not hotwiring cars, but just like liking cars and stuff. I just think it's Nate. I like it. Cheryl catches Hal in her house and she's like, you're destroying your family. I won't tell Betty. Just go home. It's weird to me that she says, I won't tell Betty. But then she goes and tells Betty anyway, when, like, nothing actually really changed. Maybe she well, just, like, saw Betty and then decided to do it anyway. Well, she was talking about, like, she wasn't going to tell Betty, but then she was like, okay, I actually can't keep this a secret. Because she was talking, right. she was thinking about it in her sleigh bed. Yeah, her canopy sleigh bed. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting rid of the car. The license plate looks exactly like the Riverdale one, except it says Centerville instead of Riverdale on it. So that makes sense because Chick was from Centerville. Mm-hmm. So they were obviously from the same place. It's interesting to me that Chick was like, hey, can I get some drugs? And he's like, yeah, where are you? He's like, oh, two towns over. And the guy was like, chill, but you're paying for gas. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Dude, he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> That's true. He's doing he's the hustle. So they drown the car and Jughead references Norman Bates. And yeah, it won't go, but then it does. And they throw the phone in there as well. I I appreciated the Bates reference, and I appreciated that at least someone remembered the phone. Yeah. Um, Chick opens the door. Hal is there. Alice and Betty aren't there, and but he comes in and is antagonistic towards him. Uh, Cheryl is at school and tells Betty about Hal because if it was her, she would want to know. We like this Cheryl. Yes, I love this Cheryl. Chick texts Betty, and so Betty has to go. Um, Hal is yelling at Chick. And, you know, he's really frightened. He's asking about the rug. He's asking about a lamp. And and Betty's just like, we'll tell mom about the affair if you don't leave. Also, since when is Hal this observant? True, Hal. <laughs> I mean, so he has been living in that house for, like, years and years and years. Good point. Where's the lamp I made with my own two hands? Oh, sure, because he has that kind of talent. <laughs> um, she's like, you're the one. You're, you think we're hiding things because you're hiding things. And I'm like, ooh, great excuse. Yo, like, the total destruction of his character in order to serve Alice's narrative, like, 
if this was gender reversed, I would hate it. But the yeah. way it's done now, it so rarely happens. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm for this. Like, yeah, I wish that it hadn't been as clumsy as it's been. Right. Um, because it's, I think it's pretty clear, like, once they saw FP and Alice start interacting, they were like, oh, there's something here, but we have yeah. a problem. They're because both Hal married. Is still an element. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, okay, how do we separate them apart? And instead of giving Hal any kind of storyline, they throw him here, which, you know, I don't want to watch that Hal storyline anyway. Yeah. And, you know, I was actually thinking about this, like, every single member of Team Adults that we know of is married. So all of these intermarriage things that are happening are all bad, except for Penelope, because she's a widow. Yeah. Although she's not waiting very long. I think she was unhappy in that marriage for a while. Yeah. So, also, I don't think it's realistic that every single hu- like person is married, but what can you do? Why? Um, it's a small town. That I guess. But yeah, Hal leaves, and then she's just like, I didn't do it for you, chick. I did it for my mom. And I'm like, thank you for appreciating her. I love when the girls team up. Yeah. So Betty tells Alice that Hal had been there, um, but he will not be back. And so I'm sitting here thinking, if he can't be at the Coopers and he can't be at the Blossoms, where is he? Um, at his share B and B. Yeah. They're like, you were supposed exactly. to be here a week ago. <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, you've been paying the whole time, dude. But she's like, Mom, his car has been outside this entire heckin' time. And she's like, What? We didn't even think of that. What? She literally is just like, What? You think she'd be better at crime for a former serpent. Yeah. But she's like, oh, there's so many loose ends, blah. And so what they're going to do is they're going to go get help from everybody's favorite serpent king, F.P. Jones. So how much did you scream? I was very, very pleased. Although I do think it could have used some more sweet pee in this episode. But since we got snake parents, I'm okay with it. Although I'm going to like go through all of the plot that happened and then let's just go nuts. Okay. So they go to FP and he's like, I'm not letting you make the same mistake. FP digs a hole, puts the guy in and puts a chemical in it, which was sodium hydroxide, which is corrosive and therefore is like melting the dude, basically. Um, I like was trying to look up what it actually did. Like how, like why can you buy it in a bag? It's a lie. If it's, what does lie do? I think people use it. Hang on, I'm Because I saw one about like toilet cleaner. I want to say it's used, yeah, in or um, in construction maybe. Okay, okay. Well, that makes sense. He could have taken it from Andrew's construction then. But also, yikes. Please don't take it from Andrew's construction. Uh, Lye is used to cure olives, canned mandarin oranges. Yikes. Um, It's used to make soap. Get all this stuff away from my body. Um, it's used as a drain cleaner. Yeah, that makes sense. And involves placing the carcass or body in a sealed chamber. It's also used to, uh, burn people. Okay. Oh boy, that's some big crime. That's a big one. As soon as you started <laughs> talking about melting people, they were like, oop. No, Spidey it's senses. <laughs> so they're all at Pops, and I think they're, like, so suspicious, just sitting there being like, Usually we're happy people, but now we're sad. Like people could people could be like, well, you know who was acting a little bit weird right afterward? So FP comes in, he's done, and they're saying that he smells really bad. And he's like, yeah, it was the sodium hydroxide. Except I looked it up and it's odorless, so must be the death. Yeah, it, he basically stinks like a dead body. Yeah. Um, and so but yeah, he's there like- there was, hang on, there mm-hmm. was this moment 
when Hal was burying, or not Hal, there was this moment when FP was burying the body where he kind of froze and it looked like he was kind of in shock. Did you notice that? Huh. I don't know it was if un- I would have said in shock, but I mean, my thought when I saw that moment, if I'm remembering the same moment you are, is it kind of mm-hmm. was just like, oh man, here we are again. I thought I had moved okay. past this. I thought maybe he recognized the guy or something. Oh, that's interesting. Because huh. it was very clearly like they took the time to show some kind of surprise or something on his face. But yeah, it could be that he was just like, holy shit, what am I doing? Yeah. Either way, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's saying like in a week, he'll be all gone, everything. Um, Alice starts to cry and she's like, thanks, FP. And then um, he goes and holds her hand. And I have thoughts on this uh, in like two minutes. And so he's like, yeah, like we take care of our own. So basically he's saying, you're still a serpent in my books. And he's like, the circle ends here, no more loose ends. And I'm like, okay, but like, have we thought about the ne- the person who's in the next shot, AKA Chick, who Chick? Has, uh, nobody's thinking about him. Which is, I think, what Chick prefers. He's evil. He doesn't care about your well-being. I'm worried about it. It just chick makes me really nervous. Like, yeah, all of this is going to fall apart. And like, he's looking through this photo album that we had seen Alice show him a couple episodes ago and he mm-hmm. cuts Hal out. I'm like, are they not going to notice that? <laughs> that Hal isn't in their picture. And also like it's 2018. Just crop him out of the photo on your phone like a normal person. <laughs> just take him out on the Facebook. Like stop tagging him in photos. Um, yeah, like untag him. Okay, Damn. so here's the the best part about this episode. Now that all of all of the plot is done, Hell yeah. there's this hand-holding moment, which is the big moment. <gasps> and people were saying, like, oh my gosh, he's, like, fiddling with her ring. He's, like, playing with her ring and everything. And I'm like, I mean, I guess. I guess he is. I don't, I don't know. I, know. I, think I couldn't really see it. And then I saw a gift set on Tumblr where you can't really see it in the actual hand uh, shot, but then when uh-huh. they go to a two shot of Betty and Jughead, their hands are still in frame. And dude, he is fiddling. What? Really? He's I fiddling, just, bro. I just sat up like, let me find so you. Shooken. Let me find you this. Let me find <laughs> you this gift set. Like he's he's like playing with it. He is definitely playing with it. Let me find. Um, it. you need to schedule a tweet to tweet out when this goes up. Um, a link to that gift set so that everyone knows what we're talking okay, about. Okay, I will. Because Here. I think the people deserve to see this. Here. Okay, I'm sending it to you over Skype right now. Oh my god, thank you so much. Why are you the hero that I don't deserve? <laughs> Whoever made this is. They're illusions lover, illusion lovers on I think I follow that person. Dude, he is fiddling. Oh <laughs> my god. He's like he's like squeezing her hand and like holding it and like comforting her. Oh my god, what? This is like the most Victorian romance where it's like, <laughs> oh my god, they touched hands. Like this is so scandalous. <laughs> And it's, like, not even, like, a, a great handhold. Like, and also, the part that, like, blows my mind is that, like, he holds her hand and never do Betty and Jughead go, oh, huh? Like, what? what's going on here? They're both just yeah. like, yeah, same. <laughs> what's with teen detectives not wondering what the hell's going on between their parents? <laughs> They're just like, we figured out who the Black Hood was, but we can't see the chemistry in front of us. I'm like, you guys are going to be siblings. <laughs> It's happening! Uh, like, I would sacrifice Bughead for snake parents any day of the week. I like, I'm so sna- sorry. I would sacrifice Bughead like that. No problem. Take like, them. I don't care. I truly would. Like, they're siblings now. Like, I know they just lost their virginities to each other, so it's going to be weird. But, like, 
their siblings. Dude, are you seeing this fiddling going on here? I can't not see it. I'm watching it repeatedly. Like, that's legit. Like, he's moving that thing around. This is like some restrained, like, low-key, like, slow burn romance. And the first hand touch. Oh, my gosh. This is literally like season one (sighs) cabbie when they held hands in the hundred. Yeah. When they held hands when he was about to die. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? He's like, this is all I can do right now, but I want to like be able to show you that that I still that I still care. Like this is him like silently like he even said leave him. And now this is him like physically saying leave him. Okay, but like moving away from the handhold a bit and more to the overall meaning of what happened here is yeah. like FP just committed a crime for Alice. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, not like for FP, like, you know. He's, of course, the head of the serpents and all of these things. But, like, he just did something super hardcore that he had only done under threat of blackmail to save yeah. Jughead's life. And without a thought went and did it for Alice. Yep. So there's there's a history there. And there's, like, an implicit trust between them that neither of them are ever going to tell anyone else that this happened. And that both Coopers knew that they could go to those two and they would be protected. I love my I love my children. I just, I love the idea that FP is, like, He wants to protect Alice at all costs. Yeah. (sighs) I'm excited for future snake parents. You know, whenever that happens. It's going to happen this season, and I am pumped. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so happy that it's a slow burn, though. Like, I want development every episode, but I want it to be, like, really beautifully built. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I want people to write dissertations on it. Yeah. 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 I want it to be the cabbie. Of yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. Should we do our segments? Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to do our segments. My first segment is called Asexual Jughead? Question mark, question mark, question mark. The answer is yes, always yes. I don't care. <laughs> She's out of fracks to give. <laughs> and I got to change my segment, like, honestly. Yeah, he's not eating any burgers. got to think of something else. Do you want to take, did the snake parents acknowledge your obvious history? No, I think I'm going to do, was Alice, Alice a badass in this episode? Mm, good one, good one. So it's like, and my segment is, was Alice a badass in this episode? And it's like, yeah, of course she was. Always, yeah. Yeah. Um, did the snake parents ov- acknowledge their obvious history? <sighs> Not um, through words, but through actions. <laughs> they did. <laughs> That's beautiful. And now for our best line awards. My best line award goes to Archie and Hiram for... You're not, you're not going to. No, Archie, no one's going to. Hand gesture, hand gesture, hand gesture. <laughs> and mine goes to Cheryl for it. You do know my mother's a harlot, don't you? A modern day Moll Flanders. And I literally only picked that because Alex Kingston portrayed Moll Flanders in the BBC adaptation of Moll Flanders. Congrats. Thanks. Thanks. Congrats. Um, and now simple it's time gay. for our trailer reaction. Three, two, one, play. Right. The point of this I luxury weekend is to relax and unplug. This is a, a uh, very nice house. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, oh Josie's oh, gonna figure Josie out the affair. Midge is chill about the polyamory. Feel free to tremble. Tony and Cheryl's gonna oh, thing. Is that bisexual? Tony and Cheryl. Powder cake. All it would take is one match um, blow up. What, Chick has a job? Ew. Uh, okay, time to go frame by frame, fam. Ronnie and Juggy makes me wanna like die barf a little bit also who's holding the gun Ooh, okay wait hold up so we is that start a gun like i think going that's kevin cottage 
that for, like who owns this cottage i don't know i assume the lodge is whatever they're like in this yeah super woodsy cottage varchie's making out yeah what else is new josie figures out about her mom's affair i like that the cw has just given up making the west coast look like the east coast yeah <laughs> Midge is super open-minded and knows about Kevin and Moose. So, um, 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 okay. I'm loving this polyamory angle. Go for it. Would love. Thank you so much. Asexuality next. Thanks. Cheryl is looking out a window, talking to Tony. Juggy look like something out of Greece. (laughs) What is he reading? He looks like like Danny Zuko. No, that's the truth. And Betty's putting on her dumb wig doing questionable things oh they're playing a board game would like to know what the board game is please veronica and jughead in the woods oh they're playing monopoly the, the board game's monopoly <laughs> they're playing old school monopoly just like old school clue they've got their phones on the table relatable they've got chips popcorn uh-huh uh-huh i like this overhead shot this is cool okay so this is hiram crying Ooh. okay they're in the hot tub yeah we know that already yeah hiram's sad but there's someone behind Ronnie. Oh, it's the Black Hood. Penelope. Oh my gosh. Holy crap. The Black Hood behind Ronnie. Holy crap. Is Chick okay. the Black Hood? <laughs> Kill me. Okay, Chick, oh, works, Chick, at the Chick works at the Bijou. He got he got the job from Ben. Okay, so huh. who is this in the woods? Is I this Kevin? This, this is so interesting what they've done here. Is that like usually like within these these quick like takes that they're doing just really quick. They've done two of them that's literally, like, Chick being upset, Chick being happy. Like, I wonder if that, like, has some significance. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too too hard. I want to know who has who's fighting in the woods in the rain. Jughead. There's Cheryl. Cheryl's looking like, oh, that looks like Archie and somebody. You think it's Archie? It's definitely Archie. Almost certainly Archie. It if it's not Archie, then <laughs> I look dumb. But Cheryl's looking, like, lovingly towards somebody. It pops, and I think it's, like, it looks like it's Tony. It looks like it's Tony. And I'm really pleased. <laughs> but also, she's Cheryl... watching Tony and Cheryl flirt. Cheryl is so full of drama, and, like, Tony doesn't deserve all that drama. Yeah, Tony's like, oh, okay, you're not the one. <laughs> Tony is not gonna be into, like, all of that garbage. No. And also, of course, you know, Ronnie and Jughead are the only main of the core four that have not kissed, so they had to get that happen, and um, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. Whatever. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we covered season four, and eventually, you know, in the near future, we'll cover season five. Oh, we also have a interview coming out with one of the guys from the pop stri- props department from yes. the hundreds so if you have any questions for that the link to the survey where you can ask the questions is on our twitter so go check it out and guys ask questions because these guys know everything mm-hmm. about the show uh and if you're a fan of lost we also would like to talk about that show too we also have another interview for that one coming up uh with the wonderful woman who played nadia and so you can also uh, send in questions for that. Um, if anyone has any ideas of who we can interview for the for Riverdale, um, let us know. Get us in touch. We'll talk to them. <laughs> you can follow the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, and YouTube soon. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. Um, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating. It's expensive. It's expensive. Thank you so much. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-A-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. Next episode is 214, The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes. It's a 2006 American horror film. And I want to look up what the... Um, today on Robin Google Things, horror movies. She doesn't like horror movies. I love horror movies. But they have to be well done. Plot is really long. I just want to know if it's about a cabin in the woods. They should have called it The Cabin in the Woods. Okay, that is an awesome movie for the record. <laughs> the Cabin in the Woods oh. is like the one scary movie that I think you would enjoy. Emily DeRaven is in this movie. Oh, that's She's from cool. Lost. Huh. It doesn't look like it's about a cabin. But also, I'm not going super into this Wikipedia page, so if anyone... Oh, I found it. The film follows a family that is targeted by a group of cannibalistic mutants after their car breaks down in the desert. So not sure how this is relevant, but we'll see. Probably because they're in like the hills, quote right. unquote. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. See y'all relatively soon. <laughs> okay.